Hi, I'm Jason Seaver. I'm a psychiatrist, and I believe in the infinite potential of the human spirit. And I'm Maggie Seaver. I'm a mother, and the infinite potential of the human spirit scares the hell out of me. <laughs> Don't let her fool you. She's not so tough. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, anyway, last week, after 15 years of motherhood, Maggie went back to work as a reporter for the local newspaper. And Jason moved his practice into the house so he can be there for the kids. They're great kids. Yeah. And we have a great relationship with them. Yeah, there's just one problem. Their father trusts them, and they know it. Unbelievable. <laughs> Show me that smile again. Don't waste Hey everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of Show Me That Smile Again, a Growing Pains podcast. Well, today I am bringing you another Halloween-themed Growing Pains episode. This is part one of a two-parter. Season six, episode seven, entitled Happy Halloween Part One, which aired on, oh my gosh, this aired on October 31st of 1990. The Seavers spend Halloween at home sharing scary stories. Well, I don't think they're all uh, scary, but um, this episode was directed by John Tracy, writers Neil Marlins, the creator, and Jay Abramowitz, Abramowitz, Dan Gunselman, written by, and Nick LaRose, also written by. So, all right. Let's see if there's any, uh, oh, here we go. A Halloween episode that originally aired on Halloween, oh, well, I already said that, originally aired as a one-hour episode shown as a two-part episode on syndication. Alright. I think, yeah, this, I am going to split this one up, so. It's got a 6.8 out of 10 rating, based on 32 ratings on IMDb. Um, just looking for, oh, here we go, let's get into the connections. The day the earth stood still, Ben utters the phrase, I can't even begin to pronounce it. I don't even know what that is. I've not seen the day the earth stood still. So, All right, so pretty much Mike and Carol are both in college. And Ben is in high school now, and he's worried about his acne issues. Chrissy is a five-year-old, and she's going to be going trick-or-treating. And Jason and Maggie are upstairs taking a long-ass time to get ready. And she's like, it's so funny what she says. She's like, well, I'll play the clip in a second here. So let's kind of go back to the beginning. All right, the episode opens, the cold open, with Chrissy shouting out the door to one of her friends, who we really can't see because it's shrouded in darkness. And she shouts out to her friend Dwayne, how's it going? And he's like, great, I've puked three times already. Are you eating the candy as you get it? Usually you'd wait till you get home. What are you puking for? So Chrissy is a very impatient little girl. She's kind of bordering on annoying, actually. I've always kind of thought, like, Chrissy, you're annoying. 
So Chrissy screams up the stairs, Mom, Dad, can we please go already? They're going to start running out of candy, and then they're going to start, people are going to have to start handing out fruit. And no one, no kid wants fruit on Halloween. Ugh. Is this before or after people started handing out toothbrushes? So Maggie kind of yells down to her, like, in a minute, Chrissy, we're still, uh, we're still changing and everything. And Chrissy's like, by the time it takes you to change clothes, I've changed sexes. Because she's dressed like a pirate with a, um, with a beard. It's not a real beard. It's just, they kind of, like, threw some soot or some, like, black makeup on her face to, you know, create a beard and a mustache. And Jason, after hearing Chrissy say about changing sexes, kind of says, Chrissy, you've been hanging out with Ben for too much. And Ben, of course, whispers in Chrissy's ear, like, hey, tell him you heard it from Mike. You got this from Mike. And Chrissy, being five years old, does not understand subtlety. as she's like, Ben says I heard it from Mike. And Ben's like, oh, for crying out loud, this kid, this kid, I tell you, I can't work with her. candy here set up to give out to the trick-or-treaters and Chrissy's like well mom and dad didn't get any because nobody's gonna be home and Ben's like well I'm gonna be home Chrissy looks at Ben and she's like and that's not your costume Ben's wearing like it looks like a black like leatherish vest with like kind of like like metal studs they're not rhinestones they're like metal studs like, that are kind of coming from his shoulders downward to his chest. And it's cool looking. I don't know what the fuck he thinks he's supposed to be. Well, he says it's not a costume. Mike, of course, comes and, and says, Hey, Chrissy, wow, that's an awesome costume. And she's got one hand, she's got a sword. The other hand, of course, she's holding this fake hook. And that's why Bren, or uh, Mike says, Great prosthesis. Chrissy, of course, is tired of waiting on Jason and Maggie. Says, Mike, can you please take me trick-or-treating? And Mike says, I'd love to, Chrissy, but I'm sorry. Um, I gotta pick up Eddie, and then we're gonna go to a party. And Chrissy, whining, so I'm stuck with Mom and Dad? And Mike's like, well, we all are. What are you gonna do? <laughs> so... Mike grabs his jacket, heads out the door. We go over to Ben, who's counting his many supposed zits on his 
face. And he's getting like 94, 96. Whiteheads don't count as zits, I don't think. A zit is a zit. And of course, he's uh, not surprised. It's the same amount as yesterday. Oh, poor Ben. Being a teenager is hard. 96, 97, 98, same as yesterday. So Maggie and Jason finally come down the stairs, and it's like, my gosh, what took you guys so long? What were they changing into? They're not changing into costumes. What, are they switching out their dinnerware? Because I'm sure when they got home from their job, I don't know, if this might be a Friday night, but... And I think in season six, I'm trying to remember who's working at home and who's, like, not working from home. Because I know that Maggie and Jason, when the show started, Maggie just went back to work and Jason came home to run his uh, psychiatry practice out of that one room. And then I thought it was in season five that they kind of wanted to reevaluate the situation. Maggie wanted to stay home with Chrissy because Chrissy was a toddler at that time. And she's like, I'm missing out on spent being able to see my daughter by having this job. And Jason went back to work for a bit. So I'm trying to remember how the hell that ended. But I, I don't know what the, uh, the dynamic here is. I think uh, Maggie is still, she's working out of the house and Jason's still at home. So, yeah, Jason comes down and like, oh, look, it's Captain Hook. And Chrissy, of course, has got her hook and her sword and everything. And she's kind of pretending to slash a dab with the sword and the hook and all that. And Maggie's like, Jason, you haven't said a word about my daughter's beard. <laughs> and, and Jason says, well, she's a little young. I mean, compared even for the women in your family. Like, What? Who? What? What women in her family? It's her and her mom. I mean, she doesn't have neither of J neither Jason nor Maggie have siblings. That we pretty much learned, and I've watched this show backwards and forwards since 1997 when it was on the Disney Channel. So I, I've seen a lot of these episodes ad nauseum. Jason's got a camera in his hand, like, hey, let's get a picture of Chrissy before we go out trick-or-treating. And, of course, they call over to Ben, and they're like, hey, yeah, we want to get a picture of all the trick-or-treaters. And Ben is offended. He's like, 
the, for the last damn time, this is not a costume. I have not painted fake zits on my face. And Megan just kind of looks at him concernedly. Oh, did you run out of your prescription? He's like, no. I have not gone trick-or-treating since I was a little kid. And Jason's like, yeah, you went last year. So to that, Ben's like, oh, well, I wasn't actually trick-or-treating. I was out toilet, toilet papering houses with Stinky. Damn, Ben, you don't know when to shut up. You don't have to prove that, you, uh, that you're that you a teenager by saying, oh, instead of trick-or-treating, I went to toilet paper houses. I mean, come on. You're just going to get yourself in deeper. And, of course, to deflect himself, Carol comes down the stairs, and Ben's like, Carol's showing her breasts! And, and Jason... Not even looking at Carol's like, I, I don't really, I don't care about that. I don't care about Carol's chest. That's not what we're talking about here. And of course, Jason looks and he's like, whoa, Carol. Okay, that's a little low cut. Well, for one thing, Carol is in college, but. And Carol makes a joke how, come on, it's not that bad, Dad. See, I can't even raise my arms. Or whatever. And it's like, yeah, the thing is cut, like, halfway down her breasts. Like, you can't see the nipples or anything, thank the Lord. But it's pretty suggestive. And Carol says how she's going to a party. She got set up with a blind date. Oh, she said she wants, she's going as someone who is... Wants to be known for her brain and not her body. It's like, okay. And Jason's like, well, when you meet this guy, what's to say that he's not going to, like, look at your body and not even notice your brain or something like that? So, who knows? So, I'm going to play this clip. Ben, I distinctly remember you saying hey, like... no, showing her breasts. Never mind Carol's chip. It's about... Oh, my... That's a little low cut, isn't it? Little? I can't even raise my arms. Whoops. <laughs> Carol, what are you supposed to be? Oh, I'm supposed to be a woman who wants to be noticed for her brain and not her body. But we'll see. <laughs> I'm kidding. Is this a costume for a Halloween party with a great blind date? Well, if you haven't met him, how do you know he's great? Well, because the friend of mine who set it up told this guy I had a below-average IQ and used to be a cheerleader. So what happens when he finds out you're an intelligent woman of substance? <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not going to do anything wild. I never do anything wild. I don't know how to do anything wild. It's a tragedy of what I am. It's good to hear. I'm going to wait for this stud outside. So Carol decides to wait for this blind date outside. And then... Maggie's like, wait, what were you talking about? And then, of course, it dawns on um, Jason, like, oh, Ben, Ben. He's like, Ben, where'd you go? Because Ben was sitting on the couch at one point. And Chrissy is sitting in a chair by the door. She's on a huff, like, well, while you were talking to Carol, Ben got married and had kids. Like, she just, she just wants to go trick-or-treating. I mean, this, if she's five, this can't be her full, first year trick-or-treating kind of I mean I can't I can't believe that it would be you know, my sister was taking uh her kids out when uh let's see Joey was four and then Brett would have been two 
And Brett was in this cutest little Tigger costume. It was so, it looked so adorable. I don't have any pictures, though, because that was so long ago. I was still in high school at that time. Yeah, I was. I was probably pretty close to graduating. But anyway, yeah, Chrissy's like, let's get out in the rich neighborhood. And, and Maggie's like, Chrissy, our neighborhood will be just fine. And while they're kind of, they're standing there kind of on the porch. They have a covered porch. And it starts to, like, sprinkle. It's not a full downpour. And they're like, oh, no, it's a storm. We really should just stay inside. And Chrissy's like, no, it's just a little storm. It'll be okay. And then all of a sudden, lightning strikes that tree that's in their front yard and splits it right down the middle. So, no, we, we're not going out in this. And Chrissy is having a little hissy, a little hissy fit. She's being a brat. So, I'm going to play this clip. So, what were we talking about before Carol? Ben, open. Hey, Ben, hey. He's gone. Well, we didn't for you to say matrix or treating. We got married and had kids. <laughs> Chrissy, that's not nice. Our neighborhood will do just fine. You know what the houses around here are going for? <laughs> Chrissy, stop! And I love it because it's different from the other uh, intros because it is Halloween. So all the ca all the uh, the cast members are are dressed up. So we see the title card, Growing Pains, come up, and we see the characters are all dressed like I think Chrissy's dressed like Mary uh, or Little Bo Peep. Um, Carol's dressed like um, an uh, old English. Maybe not a peasant woman, but um, just a old English person from like the 16, 1700s. Maggie is dressed, I think, like a flapper lady, a flapper girl. Jason, of course, is he's dressed like the devil. I'm not sure about Ben and Mike because it is kind of dark. The background, the background is kind of dark and everything. So. The scenes come up with um, shots from the episodes. Uh, this, ep You know how I read the description? It said that there's going to be stories that the characters are going to tell because, you know, they can't go trick-or-treating or anything. They're just going to stay home and tell scary stories. So we have Jason in a... Um, his hair is kind of, like, colored gray, and he's wearing glasses and everything like that. So... I'm not sure what his story's supposed to be. Oh, here we go, starring Alan Thicke, and he's dressed like a witch. So, <laughs> so this is gonna be um, Maggie's story, because there's a story with her and Chrissy going trick-or-treating, and Chrissy's dressed like a little bunny. So Joanna Kearns, Maggie, is next, and we get some clips of her. She uh, is wearing a... Um, a fuchsia-colored uh, suit, um, 
and pants and also a hat to match. And then, of course, when her name pops up, she's dressed kind of like zombie-ish, like a, like a green tint to her skin and everything like that and black hair. Kirk Cameron as Mike. He comes up. He's got uh, one scene has him with his hair kind of parted on the side and everything. Like he's dressed like he's from the 50s. And then, of course, when his name pops up, he's kind of, it's like misty and foggy behind him. And he's kind of got this look of like fear and confusion. So next we see Carol. She's drenched from head to toe, head, head to toe wearing that red dress. Like she's been drenched. And then, of course, we get a shot of Carol at a bus station, and she is just looking around, like, confused and unsure, like, what's going on? And then, of course, when her name pops up, we get the scene with her, like, showing off her dress, like, oh, I can't even lift my arms! And then she goes to try to, like, pull the dress up a little bit over her chest. Ben, we got him coming out of the kitchen into the living room with a giant like he went to Costco and got the biggest bag of toilet paper then we also got him with his hair kind of uh plastered back like gelled down and he's got kind of like the little cowlick in the back kind of like alfalfa-ish and then he's got you know glasses he also looks like he's dressed from the 50s his name Jeremy Miller comes up and, of course, the one before that was Carol, you know, Tracy Gold. Uh, Jeremy Miller is wearing, like, a ghost outfit when his name pops up. And he kind of pulls the hat off. And he's looking around, kind of like, where am I? Ashley Johnson, she plays Chrissy. She's dressed like a pirate with the fake uh, painted-on beard and the hat and the hook and the sword. We got Mike wandering through a foggy cemetery. We get a little uh, montage. Carol is jumping over the, um, what do they, what do they call those? Like the turnstile thing in a, in a bus station. Ben is outside a spooky house and the whole fence falls down. Um, Chrissy's dressed as an Easter Bunny, and she's kind of hopping up and down next to Ellen Thick, Jason, who is dressed like a witch. Then we see Chrissy covered it from head to toe in candy, a mound of candy in her room, with Maggie kind of snuggled up next to her in her, um, amazing, um, suit, uh, suit and skirt outfit. It's really cute. I like it. This is just, it's fun. I mean, this is season six. They have one more season to go. I just, I like that they went all out, you know, in the costumes. We see Carol falling, falling, falling from a building. And Ben dressed up under a ghost sheet going trick-or-treating with his mom. This is a flashback of when maybe he was like, 13 or something, because he's close to the same height as uh, Maggie is there. So we come out of the intro, and the house is really decorated. I really, really like, you know, we got pumpkins, we got ghosts, we got witch faces, says producer Joey Scott. So we see Ben, he, I wonder how much that giant bag of toilet paper weighs. He's on the phone with Stinky, and of course, Stinky doesn't understand. 
As Ben says, no, stink man, we only use new toilet paper. Yes, he does not want that toilet paper you just wiped your ass with, stinky. He says, we only use new, like, fresh rolls that have never been used. between them into the house. And she's like, my Halloween? It's fake crying, but it's really fucking annoying. And Ben is like, oh, it's Halloween is not ruined. It's going to be all right. And they're like, Ben, what are you doing with that toilet paper? And he's like, oh, I was just going to hand it out to the trick-or-treaters. Well, I guess, yeah. Free roll of toilet paper. <laughs> um, and Jason's like, oh, um, Ben's not going trick-or-treating. He's going to hand that. He's going to go vandalize houses and all that stuff. And Chrissy's so, ah. Maggie finally says to Jay, I am not indulging this. And she looks at Chrissy and she says, Chrissy, that's enough. Knock it off. Like, thank you, Maggie. Because that was annoying. I would have, ah, uh, I would have, hmm, at least sent her, said, you know what, you're going to go upstairs and you're going to bed. We're not dealing with this crap. You can go next year. So Maggie is definitely taskmaster, master, she's taking care, you know, telling Chrissy to shut her mouth. Ben's trying to get out of the house to go toilet paper houses. She's like, Ben, get your ass back in here. And that's when Carol comes in. She is drenched from head to toe. She's like, I can't believe it. This has been the most humiliating night of my life. My blind date didn't even show up. And she is, like, literally drenched. Her nice red dress is completely sopping wet. I feel very bad for her. So Carol heads upstairs to change. She, she says, if my blind date shows up, tell him I'll be right down. But don't mention anything about me being a smart, intelligent woman or any other crap like that. Like, no. She wants to get uh, her Mac on with the guy. So Chrissy keeps crying. And Jason finally is like, hey, do you want to cry all night? Or do you want to have a great Halloween like the Pilgrims had? That shuts Chrissy right up, because she just looks at Jason like, huh? That's not what I was taught in school. 
Because she's in preschool. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, well, because she says, well, I thought that the pilgrims had the first Thanksgiving. And Jason's like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, they did, but on the Mayflower, on the way over, they had, you know, Halloween on the boat. And <laughs> Maggie is just kind of like, really, Jason? Hmm, it's interesting that you're, you know, feeding our daughter these lies. Because <laughs> Jason's like, well, you know how Thanksgiving we have, um, or Halloween we have. Um, pumpkins, and then on Thanksgiving we have pumpkin pie. So Ben is like, oh my gosh, that's right, we do have that. So he's buying into this too, because, well, he's Ben. <laughs> I like how Jason is just pulling this stuff, like, out of his ass, basically, because he's, and he's on a roll. He's just like, yeah, yeah, I mean, Maggie, you've never heard of this either? This makes very badly for the public school system. <coughs> so, of course, I mean, Chrissy's doubting him at every turn. <coughs> and Jason just wants to, you know, have a fun night. You know, it, it sucks. You know, Chrissy can't go out because of the rain and everything. But, you know, let's just stay in. Let's stay in. Stay by the fireplace. Tell some spooky, scary stories. And, of course, Chrissy, <laughs> this is so funny. When Jason kind of, like, gets down to Chrissy's level, like, in her face, he's like, let's tell some scary stories. And she's, she gets in his face, like, how scary? And he's like, very scary. And Maggie's like, Jason, I think she's a little young. But it's like, no, it, it's going to be a fun family time. And so, well, something happens. I don't know whether the door, there's like a, a noise outside that kind of spooks the family. Jason gets up, but then Chrissy gets up, and you remember that she's got that hook on, she's holding on to that plastic hook. She grabs Jason's leg, and then, of course, her other hand jabs Jason in the ass with that hook. Like, oh, whoa, whoa, Chrissy, please. <laughs> And the thing that's funny is when first Jason brings up the whole let's tell scary stories, Chrissy is all kind of like, oh, great, yeah, this is one of those family togetherness things, right? Yeah. I mean, because Jason's a psychiatrist, so Chrissy's kind of hip. She's only five, but she she's familiar with, oh, Jason, you know, and his family togetherness. Let's bring the family together because, you know, he's a psychiatrist. He's all about talking about your feelings and spending time together as a family. So I'm going to play this clip. Don't we? So I thought with all the rain, tonight would be a great night. 
toilet paper houses. No, they used leaves. <laughs> no, they told scary stories. Oh, this is one of those family meals. <laughs> So Jason's like, all right, who wants to go first? And Ben just kind of like turns his head like, mm, this isn't going to be me. <laughs> I don't want to go first. And then, of course, uh, we see Maggie just kind of looking up at Jason like, uh, this is your idea. I'm not starting us off. So Jason's like, all right, well, I will then, as he picks up Chrissy. So Jason picks up Chrissy. He turns the light off because they got the fire going. He's like, yeah, that is a great... Yeah, by the fire, it's like almost like a campfire to tell spooky, scary stories. So Jason starts off the story saying that it was a Halloween night and he was handing out candy. His mom, his dad was at like a men's club meeting and his mom was flying out to see her uncle who was on his deathbed. She's talking about how she got a really good deal, you know, for $39 for this plane ticket and everything and how it's nice that uncle such and such, you know, held out for so long, so that way I could see him. Although she does say he better be on his deathbed. So, um, she leaves, and then Jason, as Mike, because Jason does say, well, I looked like Mike, and I was about Mike's age when this happened. So, Jason's got his bowl of candy. He's like, oh, let's go watch some TV. But then, of course, the joke is, oh, we're holding out for a color TV. And then the door the doorbell rings, and it is his friend Jerome, who's played by Ben, or Jeremy Miller. So, it's I like here how they keep the whole Ben wants a toilet paper houses. So, as soon as Jerome comes in. He's got a roll of toilet paper, like, balanced on his finger. Like, hey, do you want to go toilet paper some houses? And, of course, this is Jason speaking. He's like, no, that would be vandalism. And completely impractical. Impract impractical. So, they hear this weird buzzing sound, and of course, Jerome is all like, oh, excuse me, like they're trying to make a fart joke out of it, because Jason's all like, well, no, that's not you, it's coming from over here, and we see this bright, bright light. So my guess is this is a story about alien invasion, like, um, invasion of the body snatchers or something.
flying saucer? Think about it. the window and they see this bright light and all of a sudden it disappears and like oh well whatever signs of it they're looking for intelligent life because that's what Jerome was thinking and of course Jason's like oh well don't worry you're safe um they're bad <laughs> he runs upstairs and there's a knock at the door and Jason throws what's left of the candy in the basket without looking out the door, shuts the door, all of a sudden he hears his mother's voice, and he opens the door, and she's like a pod person with a monotone voice, and she says, I need coffee, and Jason's like, well, mom, you're gonna miss your flight, you know, $39 down the drain for a cup of coffee, and of course, Jerome comes in with a giant styrofoam cup of coffee, and he starts pouring it down his pants. And, every, and Jason's all like, well, wait a minute, he doesn't like, he doesn't drink my coffee when I make it. So it's just, Jason runs outside, he's like, this is really weird. And um, his mom and Jerome's eyes start glowing like green, yellow, and Jason runs outside to flag down a cop car. And I think that they are also, they've been changed by the aliens. So, Jason's telling what's going on with his mom and his best friend, the cop, and that's when they see the flying saucer, and the guy is not believing anything that's coming out of Jason's mouth. He even says, if you don't calm down and stop acting crazy, I'm going to have to shoot you and plant a weapon. Wow. That's, uh, that's creepy. Oh, I forgot to mention that you probably heard in the clip that Jerome was speaking some different uh, alien, uh, alien language or something like that, and 
now the cop that rides up on the motorcycle is saying that, and then the cop that Jason was talking to is now got the yellow-green eyes. So it turns out everyone in town has got the green eyes, and they've all been a transformed by these uh, extraterrestrials. So Jason takes it upon himself, because now a mob has grown, they're all chasing him, so he runs to the men's meeting. This whole thing about coffee, that the aliens all like coffee. What is this thing? I don't know, the coffee and pouring it down the pants, because Jason's talking to his father, saying, hey, aliens have taken over mom and everyone else in the country, and his dad's all like, alright, we're gonna Try to get to the White House, even if we have to drive all night. But first, we'll need coffee. And, of course, that sends bells going off in his mind. <laughs> As all the people, guys in the men's club, are all, like, taking... They have cups of coffee all of a sudden. And now they're pouring it down their pants. This story is fucking stupid as hell. Jason, couldn't you come up with something better? I bet everything. The kids are like, Dad, this story really sucks. So, of course, this ends in all of the mob of turned people with coffee cornering Jason, saying, join us, join us, join us. They have the yellow eyes, and Jason's father is extending a cup of coffee as... Jason is tight-lipped on the floor trying to avoid getting touched by the coffee. ending thing is Jason whether he puts something like over his eyes and he's like saying join us join us and then he's like so I did and then of course Ben freaks the fuck out <laughs> Chrissy is not she's like this story was really dumb and Maggie is thinking Jason don't you think that was a little much for the children and to Jason's credit he's like well I am a psychiatrist so I can kind of tell what kids can and can't handle but Chrissy is over at the window staring out at the rain like, if you really loved me, you make it stop raining. Chrissy, shut up. Oh, my goodness, this girl. And who knows, you know what time? This has got to be like 8 o'clock at night or something, or 8.30. Halloween's over. I mean, when do people start handing out candy? Probably like 7 o'clock or something. I would say the latest it would even go to would be, like, 9 o'clock, and that would be it. Like, turn off the lights, candy's gone, bye. <laughs> so, <laughs> Maggie's gonna tell her story, and it's 
She says it's sweet, but it's also educational. And Ben's like, all right, I'm out of here. And Jason's like, Ben, sit your ass down. You're going to suffer through this just like the rest of us will. And Maggie just gives Jason a hard look like, honey, please. My story is good. It'll be better than yours. All right, so Maggie's story gets started where she's wearing a nice, suit and skirt and hat and she's saying well this story's about a little girl that's kind of cute like you Chrissy and I was like oh great and we see Chrissy dressed in this adorable white bunny outfit so cute and Maggie kind of continues says about the little girl who went trick-or-treating with her mom who was kind and and caring, and loads of fun, and this and that, and smart, and it's like, okay, Maggie, okay, let's, let's move forward, please. So, Maggie continues saying the little girl walked up to the house and rang the doorbell, and now she and Jason are kind of, she, Maggie's trying to decide the siding of this house. Like, oh, it's not brick, it's, and Jason's like, stucco? And then we see the front of this house change according to what they're thinking the outside of the house would look like. It's like, please, I don't think it fucking matters. Just continue with the story. We don't need to get into technical details here. You're putting the kids to sleep. So, um, Maggie goes and says, what did she say? Jason's like, you mean siding? And she's like, no, it's like siding but different. And Jason's like, honey, nothing is like siding but different. And of course they get into an argument like, Jason, who's telling the story? I'm thinking, well, you're not because you're hung up on the what the house looks like. Who cares? And I'm sure Chrissy's like, mom, please, can we continue? I'm standing here on this door stoop and I'm getting really tired. So she settles on shingles. Poor Chrissy has to sit down on the on the steps there because she got tired. Like, oh, for heaven's sake. So when Maggie's like, all right, Chrissy, go ring the doorbell. And then she's like, wait, no, I think it was bricks instead. So it goes back to what it originally was. Jeez, Louise. A story about a girl. A perfect little girl just like you. One evening went trick-or-treating with her mom. A wonderful woman who was warm and caring and loads of fun. Just like me. So she rang the bell of this house with walls made of, um, um what's that stuff called? Stucco. No, not stucco. Flat. Siding. No, not siding. It's, it's like siding, but different. <laughs> Maggie, nothing's like siding, but different. Jason, who's telling the story? Nobody right now. Shingles. You sure? Yeah, I, I, I'm sure it was shingles. Finally. <laughs> no, it was bricks. Hop, honey. Do it for mother. One more hop. 
<laughs> so Chrissy rings the doorbell. Jason comes out dressed like a witch with a long black wig, um, black curling fingernails. And he's like, oh, I have something very special for you, my little bird man. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and Maggie, of course, is oblivious. Like, oh my gosh, I mean, I spent six months of every ounce of available time I had making that costume, and it was so worth it. And then Chrissy turns around because Maggie's like, oh, honey, I just want to get one picture. And we see this old style camera from like the early 1900s that. Like, when you, like, um, take the shot, it, like, there's a bit of smoke that comes out of it or something like that. You know, one of those flashball, but and she's telling Chrissy to hop, and I laughed. You heard it in the clip of me kind of laughing because Jason is kind of hopping up and down like Chrissy for a couple seconds, and I thought that was hilarious. So, we get back to the house, and Chrissy is covered. Literally, they have this candy all glued together, and it's almost like they kind of, like, put it over her, like it's hanging on her. Like, all this different candy, Tootsie Rolls, um, and Dum Dums, or, um, Tootsie Rolls, Tootsie Pop, Tootsie Roll Pops, and, you know, other things like that. And Maggie is like, oh my gosh, it's almost as much candy as last year. Because it's like a pile on the floor, too. And, of course, Chrissy's like, oh, and I traded all for a hug from you. And they hug. And then Maggie goes out the door and says, oh my gosh, what kind of mother am I? I forgot to kiss my baby girl goodnight. And she goes in. Chrissy is holding this apple that is smoking like it's a bomb. So Maggie throws it out the window. And then we get this scene of a mushroom cloud as the bomb explodes. And Maggie's like, see, that's what happens when you don't listen to your mother. And then... She stands and makes a speech as we hear, like, uh, patriotic music play in the background. And I'm like, oh, my God. She's basically talking about, see, this is why we have mothers, because they have mother's intuition. And if they tell you not to do something, you shouldn't do it. Because nine out of ten times, they're mostly right. That's kind of the clip. But I'm going to play that, because... Uh, yeah. I didn't think this story of hers was very good. I'm going to rank the stories, and I'm pretty sure this one's going to be at the very bottom. Sweetheart, this is almost as much candy as last year. Mommy, you know I traded all this candy for a hug from you. Oh, honey, you don't need to trade a thing. It's a beautiful, warm, loving world. Now, don't need any of this candy until we have an x-ray. Oh, what? <laughs> then the mother thought to herself, what kind of a mother was she? She forgot <laughs> to kiss her daughter goodnight. What kind of a mother am I? I forgot to kiss my daughter goodnight. <laughs> you didn't say anything about apples with juices in them. 
danger because you didn't listen to me. <laughs> you see, we moms should always be listened to because when we have feelings of danger, you can bet that we're right on the money. You could do yourself a favor, as could all children, if you could only somehow hear what I have to say. Listen to, respect, and appreciate your mom. She's the only one you'll ever have. That was Maggie. So Maggie finishes the story, and Ben just says, "You know, mom, um." I'm starting to see now why your writing career hasn't taken off. He's <laughs> Ben, harsh much? So Jason chastises Ben, like, Ben, don't be so rude. There's nothing wrong with your mother's story. And as he's trying to describe why it's not so bad, the phone rings and Jason goes to get it. It's still pitch dark, but then as we move over to the phone, we do get a little bit of light, because we hear Carol in the pitch dark. Where the hell has she been? She's like, if that's my blind date, tell him he's a piece of shit, or something like that. And it's not. It's actually Eddie, who says, Mike never arrived to pick him up. And Carol keeps going on, like, oh, if that is him, then tell him I'm out with some hot guy, and everything, and that he's a a major piece of crap and whatnot for standing me up and what and everything and Jason finally gets off the phone he's like I'll be waiting for your call and he looks at Carol and says it wasn't him she's like Dad it's okay you don't have to protect me okay I can handle it Carol shush it's not about you it was not about you if it were for you he would have handed you the phone. Carol, Carol, I'm serious. The phone call was not for you. You need to move on. So Maggie asks, well, who was on the phone, Jason? And Jason's like, well, you know, that was nobody. Um, I'm going to go and get something in the kitchen because that would just make this night even better. Maggie, please get off your butt. Follow me into the kitchen. And he says that was Eddie on the phone. He said Mike never arrived to pick him up. And Maggie, of course, thinks, oh, well, did he have yellow eyes? And Jason just looks at her like, honey, I'm serious. Mike did not pick up Eddie, so we don't know where Mike is. And that's where it says to be continued. 
And that is the end of the episode. I'm going to give this one a ghost rating. So I'm going to give this one... I'm going to give it two out of five ghosts. Or two out of... Yeah. It was... Uh, it was good. I, I liked it, but there were, you know, Maggie's story. Jason's story. Ugh. But Maggie's was worse. We still have some other stories. We still have to hear from Ben and Carol and eventually Mike. I don't know if Chrissy gets to tell a story or not. So we get to look forward to that next week. Okay. Um. <clears throat> excuse me. When Maggie was making that speech about mothers and everything like that, like, love your mother, she's the only one you'll ever have. The Battle Hymn of the Republic, uncredited music by William S-T-E-F-F-E. That was what played, because I was familiar with it, but I did not know exactly what the tune was, so. Oh, filming locations. Oh, hold on. Midwest Street, Warner Brothers, Burbank Studios, 400. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. And look forward to next week for Happy Halloween Part 2. Alright, everyone have a great Wednesday. Bye-bye.